This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. We're coming out again this morning with another message from God's Word. It's uh, the study on the Antichrist, soon coming of the Antichrist. And we've been here, let me tell you, it's a pleasure for me to bring you these messages. And one thing I will tell you, you won't find this material in the average church. You won't hear the average preacher talking about the Antichrist. You won't hear it. You won't find it hardly in a, in any regular library. It's all sociology and physiology and all those things. But listen, we have here in our bookstore <coughs> commentaries by the great old preachers of old time. If you write me, I'll send you a catalog of all of our material here in, in the bookstore. And uh, we have a, we have a uh, commentary by Matthew Henry, John Gill, Knox, all of those I can't name them all right now. Well, we do have John Bunyan. We have we have the, uh, uh, the all of the all of John Bunyan's work, Pilgrim's Progress. Oh man, you ever read Pilgrim's Progress? If you hadn't, you ought to read it. And we have it in the children's version. You ought to write and get two of them, one for you and one for your children. It'd be an eye opener to you. Y'all know anything about Brother John Bunyan? He was back there in the early days, and he was persecuted because he was preaching the gospel. And they locked him up. They locked him up. He stayed in jail for 13 years. And the jailer told him, said, Mr. Bunyan, if you just quit preaching, I'll let you out of this jail. But he wouldn't do it. So the preacher, the, the jailer got to where he loved old John Bunyan. And he let him out at night and go home. He lived down the road not too far. And he would go home, spend two, three, four hours, and come on back. Well, one night he was home, sleep, and the spirit woke him up. The Holy Spirit, I know it was the Holy Spirit, woke him up and had him get up, put his clothes on, go back to the jail, get in his bed. A little after he got there and was sound asleep, really, and the authorities come in. There he was in his jail, in his jail cell. If they'd have caught him while he was gone, they'd have hung him or burned him at the stake and the jailer, too. But, my friend, that's another story for another time. Now we're looking this morning at our study in the power of Christ versus the power of the Antichrist. And here is something that is really, I think, startling. It's that the language used to describe, listen, to describe the Lord Jesus Christ concerning the, the scene with his credentials is the same language that is used to describe the Antichrist with his credentials. So much that until those who are not saved cannot tell the difference. And you will ascribe the power of Satan to Christ. Listen to Acts 2.22. Peter, speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ, said, Ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves also know. Now that is the Lord Jesus Christ among, upon the scene with miracles and signs. Those are his credentials. Now listen to 2 Corinthians 2 Thessalonians 2, speaking of the Antichrist, when he shall come upon the scene. The Apostle Paul writing said, Even him who is coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. The language is almost identical. The language is amazing, to say at least. I want you to listen closely as I give you the parallel as we take up the study of God's Word on this subject. First, let's consider, where did the Lord Jesus Christ get his power? God gave it to him. Listen to Acts 10.38. 
how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. What a statement, for God was with him. Let me give you a little, little incident. Early on when the Lord called me into this ministry, I was a young punk, and I, I didn't know a whole lot and still don't. But I, I was not prepared. I, I'm the first one to admit that. I was not prepared to, to be the pastor of this gracious work here. And I, I stumbled and stumbled a lot, knees knocking a lot. But one day I come across this statement. The Lord was talking to Moses. And, uh, oh, Moses was like me. He wasn't too smart. One thing he did, he had a speech impediment. He had a cleft palate. And he told the Lord, he said, said, I can't, uh, I can't go before those people and speak. And in essence, he said, they'll laugh at me. But the Lord said to him, I'll give you someone to speak. But in essence, he said, if you go there and read Exodus 3.12, this is a verse that he brought to my heart just like a thunderbolt. He said, certainly I'll be with you. Certainly I'll be with you. I know he told Moses that. I know that. Moses was his servant, but I'm his servant too. Oh, he said, certainly, old trailblazer, I'll be with you. Now, now, listen, uh, the Lord God of heaven delegated power to the Lord Jesus Christ as he walked among men to demonstrate that he was God. He performed miracles. He healed. He opened the eyes of the blind. He raised the dead. Freely he received. Freely he gave. Now, notice that practically the same language he used is used relative to the Antichrist and his credentials. The same question arises. Where does the Antichrist get his power? He is clearly, this is clearly stated in Revelation 13, 2. And the dragon, O Satan, gave him, Antichrist, his power, his seat, and his great authority. The language is amazing, isn't it? Now, where did Satan get his power? God gave it to him in the creation. God gave it to him as the anointed cherub. Where will the Antichrist get his power? From Satan. Oh, Revelation says, 13.2 says, that the dragon, Satan, gave him, Antichrist, the power and his seat. Listen, gave him his seat. His seat means the throne and his great authority. When the Lord Jesus Christ went back to heaven, he sat down on the Father's throne and great authority. Do you see Satan? as this old imitator. Now, that's amazing, my friend, isn't it? The Antichrist will receive his power and authority, in other words, his credentials, from Satan, his father, just like the Lord Jesus Christ received his power and his authority from God the Father as his credentials. Now, my friend, the old trailblazer, not only am I bringing you the message, but I'm learning myself. You never learn it. You never quit learning enough, my friend. You never quit learning enough. I was reading the other day. I've read uh, Genesis many, many times, off and on over the years. But I was reading about Abraham and Sarah. And uh, after, after Sarah died, Abraham remarried. He married old Keturah and had a bunch of kids. But while he was married to Sarah, the commentators tell us that Sarah was the most beautiful woman in that day. And, and Abraham was afraid the king would take her away for herself. So he had her to say that Sarah was his sister. Well, if you go ahead and read those passages, 
Sarah was actually his half-sister. She had the same father, but not the same mother. Oh, my friend, like you say, you learn all every day. You never get old, too old to learn in the old trailblazer. Way up there, I won't tell you how old I am. I'll let you get. But before we go any further, let's see what power that Satan possesses. Now, that's a good study. Just just take take time, see what power Satan possesses. I, I'm afraid he possesses more than we know. We've already stated that he had the power to personify, personify himself as in, in the serpent as an angel of light and deceive old Eve, Miss Eve, Miss Eve, our grandma. Oh, our great, 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 great grandma. The word serpent means the shining one. And Satan transformed himself into an angel of light at the very beginning of the human race and deceived our first parents. Poor old Adam and Eve. I don't feel sorry for them. They were creation of God. Then, if you will, turn with me to Job chapter, well, Job first chapter, 11, the 13th verse. You will find that Satan had the power to stir up the hearts of men and slay the servants of Job. He had power to call down fire from heaven and burn up the sheep and the servants of Job. He had power to send a great wind, a tornado, and wreck those houses of Job's children. All of them. Job had a bunch of children, and they all had places and land and horses and cattle and camel, and Satan destroyed all of them, and he had power to kill. Then if you would turn to Job 2.7, you will find that Satan had power to inflict Job with boils. When I was a kid, we called them risings. Oh, my friend, if you ever had one, you'll know what I'm talking about. It. Let me tell you something, friend. The trouble with us is that we have been so deceived and blinded to the power of Satan. Brother, brother, listen. We are dealing with a tremendous, tremendous, wicked power. Now let's turn to Exodus 7:12. Here we find that Satan had power to turn rods into serpents, snakes. He did, and you'll find it in Exodus 7:22 that Satan had power to turn water into blood. Yes, he did. Then if you'll turn to Exodus 8, 7, 8, 7, Exodus 8, 7, you'll find that Satan had fat power to create frogs. You didn't know that, did you? He has power to create, did you? But he does. That's shocking. Does that shock you, my friend? Are you learning anything? If you read closely the plagues of Egypt, you'll find it was a battle between Jehovah God and the power of Satan through the gods of Egypt. Satan masqueraded himself under the names of the gods of Egypt. If you'll study closely, you'll find that contest, when that contest was over, the firstborn of every Egyptian home lying in a casket and the children of Israel marching out under the blood-stained banner of Jehovah God. Oh, Moses and Aaron stood there in the name of Jehovah, the Redeemer under the power, listen, under the power of the blood. They took their stand upon the person and work of Jehovah God, and, and the battleground, or I shall say the storm center of the battleground, was waged around the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is clearly brought out in Hebrews 11:24, where it says that Moses esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. The battleground today is, let's listen now, is centered around the person and work of Christ. 
Moses was battling and for permission for the listen for the permission for the children of Israel to go there three days journey into the wilderness to worship Jehovah God. Satan, under the name of the gods of Egypt, said, "No, nope, you shall not go. You worship here in Egypt." But Moses wouldn't co- wouldn't compromise. Now, one of the distinguishing marks of this ministry here at Radio Mission, we don't compromise. No, sir. We have folks tell us, Pastor, if you just slack off a little bit and not be so dogmatic, we'd be glad to support you. But no, we don't compromise. God is on the throne. Satan is going to be put down. The Antichrist is going to be cast into the lake of fire. And we're going to stay with, thus saith the Lord. And we're going to be back tomorrow with another study. We're looking at the power of Christ versus the power of Satan. You didn't know Satan was that powerful, did you? To create, created the frogs and created the lies and created all of those things. But listen, the old trailblazer is going to be true to your soul if it takes its hide off. I know we used to, my dad would give, me, give us boys a thrashing with a belt. He'd say, well, I'm going to give you a whipping until it takes a hide off. Well, it did. He never did hurt us that bad. We needed whatever we got. That's one of the things wrong with the world today. And I won't get off on that. Kids today don't know what a good strapping is. No, sir. And they don't know how to say yes, sir, and no, ma'am, and thank you. Thank, you don't hear anybody saying thank you? No, sir. I opened the door at the store for a young, for a woman, lady woman, older. She says, thank you, sir. But them kids don't, them young kids, they don't say nothing. But remember, this is the old trailblazer bringing to these studies on the soon coming of the Antichrist. Yes, ma'am. And yes, sir, a soon coming. Oh, are you looking for the Lord? Are you looking for the Antichrist? Are you looking for the Lord to come Sunday? One day that shout will come. And the Lord will descend from heaven. He'll pick, open those graves. And I'll tell you more about that in another study. But remember, I'll be back tomorrow. My mailing address, the old trailblazer, post office box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my phone number, air code 225-664-8658. And if you would, help me with the broadcast just a little, if you would. Oh, we don't get on you and beg for money and all that stuff. No, the Lord been faithful for 50, 60, 70 years. Goodbye and God bless you.